welcome back to the United Street Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Garrett. The divisional round is officially over. We have moved on to the conference championships. Bengals, Chiefs, 49ers, Rams. Garrett, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. We each have uh, one Super Bowl team left from our original pick. I uh, I think the team that's left for each of us is the team we most felt confident about going into the weekend. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, I definitely didn't. You knew I didn't feel good about the Bucks game. I mean, I was pretty obvious. It almost the happened. Only, I said the only reason I'm picking this game is because I won't pick against Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. And we'll get into that later. And the Chiefs, I always felt like the Chiefs were going to win that game. I never strayed from that. I, you, you were hell-bent. The Rams are the team to beat this year. And you were like, I think the Bills are going to win this, but I'm not totally positive on that one. You definitely weren't sold. No, it was a it was a coin flip, and, and that's literally what it was. Um, I, I had went into it. If you had listened to last week, I was debating all, all podcast whether I was going to pick the, the Chiefs or roll with my Super Bowl pick, and I rolled with the Bills, and over time, just didn't go their way. It's whatever, but the Chief, the Bills played a hell of a game. I got to give them props where, where it's due. Josh Allen is, is legit uh, more than I thought he was before the year had started, so there's that. So, I mean... I mean, obviously, we should start with the best game of the weekend. That would be Titans Bengals, right? Like we should start there. Obviously, no, I'm just kidding. We're not even going to talk. We're not even going to discuss that game. To me, that was watching 60 minutes of two teams literally try to give the game to the other team until finally the Titans eventually decided, "Oh, here you go. We're going to give it to you guys for the last time." And that was that. I mean, I just don't understand how a defense has nine sacks and that team doesn't win. It doesn't make any sense to me. It makes it made zero sense that that was possible. Um, I'll tell you right now, if, if the Bengals don't fix it, the game next week isn't even going to be close. Oh, yeah, because they're not going to be able to get away with 19 points in Kansas City. Yeah. It's not happening. You're, you're going to need 35 in Kansas City to beat them. Their offense is clicking. I mean, and so far the Bengals have not clicked in this postseason. Jamar Chase really hasn't been Jamar Chase, and that's well, going to be a problem for them. Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase have been non-existent, and Joe Burrow is... Joe Burrow really hasn't been spectacular yeah. either. They've played the two easiest opponents they could possibly play, and we were going to spend more time on this, but I think it's just safe to say, like, the Titans being as injured and deprived of talent as they were going into this postseason, like, they're probably the worst one seed we've had in the last decade as far as just overall talent level on the field. Like, if Derrick Henry... Derrick Henry played 15 snaps, or had 15 carries, I think he played 19 snaps, like... What are you supposed to do with that? That's not yeah. The that's game not the is Titans. the game is completely different if we have Derrick Henry from week four. Yeah, exactly. Or even week six. Right. Like, it's just you can't go into a game where your best player, by far best player, is at a snap, a snap limit for the most part. And I mean, AJ Brown is finally AJ Brown again. We can say that gracefully. Like, we there was at least one big thing out of that Titans game that we saw, but. The Bengals need to figure their shit out if they're going to even stand a chance to beat the Chiefs. They beat them once this year. I don't see it happening again. But I guess we'll I guess we'll find out next week. But we're not here to talk about that game. We're starting off Sunday Night Football. Well, I guess it's not really Sunday Night Football. It's 6.30 start time, CBS. That's not Sunday Night Football. That's, that's something else. But this game's going to be remembered for something. And we've had a lot of playoff games like this in the past. Now, forget Super Bowl. Super Bowl games are different. There's always one play in those games or one moment in those games. 
But it got me thinking last night where this ranks in the games of the one-liners, you know, the immaculate reception, uh, the catch, the 81 NFC title game, Dwight Clark in the end zone, uh, the drive, 86 in Cleveland, Elway goes 98 yards in 15 plays. You had the original Hail Mary, Roger Starbuck. I mean, I can go on and on. You got the tuck rule, uh, the sea of hands game. You have the Minneapolis miracle, like all of those. This game's going to be remembered for one thing. It's the 13 seconds game. Now, the Bills scored, and what was the first thing I said to you? There's too much time on the clock. 13 seconds, three timeouts. I looked right at you. I said, they have to complete two passes. In 2018, in Kansas City, New England scores a touchdown to go up three. There's 22 seconds on the clock, and Kansas City gets a field goal range. I said, I've seen this before. I I know where this is going. It's the 13-second game. Now, it shouldn't even be – we shouldn't realistically be talking about the Chiefs winning that game last night. And I want to make that very clear. That entire loss by the Buffalo Bills is on – the coaching staff of the Bills. You have 13 seconds left in the game. You see, oh, Kansas City has three timeouts. Yeah, let's kick it into the end zone. Let's just... Let's just. So I'm going to dispute that. Tyreek Hill was back there on that. I'm not kicking to Tyreek Hill. I am. I'm not. I know that kickoff returns are one in 300. I'm not kicking to Tyreek Hill. All it takes is him to break one tackle and he's gone. They already saw it happen. He... He caught a ball over the middle of the field he, and literally he signed a guy that he, was in front of him. He ran away from the entire <laughs> Bills defense already. I'm not kicking to that guy. I I'm would've. just not. There's I, no way I'm kicking to him. Okay. So I, I get what you're saying. As a coach, I would just kick it up. It's 13 seconds. You got to play defense for 13 now seconds. Now let's okay, let's go to the actual plays on defense by the Buffalo Bills. You you see, okay, well we're not going to kick to Tyreek Hill, but we're going to play prevent defense and let him catch it. 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage and Tyreek Hill catching it 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage is all right he's gonna get 20 yards because he's that fast well see he can't though because he really didn't have time to run he had to catch it and get down so they could call timeout it's the same thing with the Dallas game last week you have to catch it and get down so they can call timeout yeah but so what did you get on that catch yeah it was it was like 21 yards yeah and then he fell. He only caught it like twelve yards. Away no, from the line it was of it was like fifteen to sixteen yards. Even so, like you're letting Tyreek Hill catch the ball fifteen yards away from the line of scrimmage, and then knowing damn well that okay, well there's going to be Travis Kelsey right down the field, and as we had said last week, nobody wants to guard Travis Kelsey when it matters. So, it, I I'm putting the, the blame solely on the coaching staff of the Bills. I I would have kicked it to at least run off four. Seconds. Well, here's what they should have done. And I don't know why teams don't do this. Why not just tackle the receivers? So you line up for the play, and the ball gets snapped. You tackle the receivers. The play still has to continue. How many yards is Mahomes going to scramble for? Yeah. You know? You tackle the receivers. The play The play ends. You have the penalty. You can't do it twice in a row because twice in a row is a personal foul. It's 15 yards, so you would really give up a lot of yards. But if you do it on one play, you're at least going to run eight to nine seconds, and they're probably only going to get about 10 yards off a run. Like, you spy the quarterback, you tackle the receivers. 
Yeah. Not for nothing. I didn't really think about you that. You can do that. It's you can do it once. You can't do it twice in a row. So if there's only three, because I thought the the Bucks should have done it against the Rams, in a similar scenario. Like there was just too much time on the clock, and you you have to just stop them. Like I think you can get away with that. I agree with you playing the prevent defense. I never agree with that. I hate prevent defense basically in every situation except for the Hail Mary. Like, except for the Hail Mary, I don't want you in prevent. I don't want you in man press coverage, you know, where you can get burned. But you definitely shouldn't have 30 guys 27 yards off the line of scrimmage. Like, you just can't have that. You have, yeah. to get, you have to rush with four. The guys should be at least close to the receivers so they can make a tackle on them or make a pass defense. I just... Though that's my only big criticism of that entire game. It just came down to both defenses got way too tired and the team that was less tired won. And I guess you could say that the winner of the coin toss won the game, but I mean, come on, Buffalo. You have the number one ranked defense. If in Buffalo the wins the coin toss, Buffalo wins. We're not hearing that. No. Like, we don't hear that from Bills fans, we hear that from Chiefs fans. Us being from New York, we obviously all of our friends are most of our friends are Bills fans. Um, we've seen nothing all day, but oh well, the winner of the coin toss is obviously going to win, and that, that's not the case because how many games have we seen recently that go to overtime and, and there's changes of possession all the time? Chargers Raiders, we got Steelers Lions ended in a tie, so <laughs> you're right, it did. Why are we Why are we gonna sit here and act like they're the two best young quarterbacks in the league. Cowboys Patriots week five. Yeah, New England won the coin toss. Cowboys got to stop. These guys, these guys were going at it all game. The defenses started out great. It was a low. It was what? 20? It was so that game was a bad game until about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was a bad game until about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. It just was like the defense wasn't even that good. The offense kept making mistakes. Like the thir- the fourth and one play there, or the third, was it third and one or fourth and one where they took Mahomes it's basically out of the field? Third down, and Andy Reid says, all right, we're going to snap it to our backup tight end and run an option play with a pitch out like the Ravens do and just hope that it works. But you have this guy that you just paid $500 million to throw the ball. He's been the best quarterback in the league for the last two years. When is it ever okay to take the ball out of your best player's hands? Yeah. I don't understand that. Like, if they had snapped it to Kelsey or to Tyreek Hill, I guess I'm okay with that. Why are you snapping it to your second string tight end? The Titans, they said, all right, we need to score here. We're going to give it to our best player. Right. We're not even going to give it to Ryan Tannehill. Just snap it right to Derrick Henry and let him score. I just, I thought that was going to was gonna lose them that game. There was, there was a chance there. There was and a then, chance they lost it. Like, just good game. It's one of the better games I've seen. In a while. I was comparing it last night to Rams Chiefs from four years ago. I think if that last five minutes isn't is played out differently though, you don't feel that way. Probably not. Because I think the five minutes are what we're really what, seventeen points scored in the last five uh, minutes. Something like that. Yeah. That's I mean incredible. You know, Josh Allen played a hell of a game. I can't take anything away from him. Yeah, he was excellent. Uh first time in playoffs history that both quarterbacks had three hundred plus passing yards, four plus touchdowns and uh, over 50 rushing yards with no interceptions. Like, yeah, that's I mean, incredible. Very, very impressive. Um, but, I mean, the overtime complaints are – I'm just so over that. Every time we have a playoff game and an overtime where one team doesn't touch the ball, I'm so done with it. 
Like it, it's it's so bad that it's going through the NFL as well. You see, oh, uh, it's every it's every media personnel because they want to get on the the Twitter hype train because they want to jump on that. Yeah, I mean, well, I can't you, stand. You that. see NFL players. Keenan Allen had tweeted today that guys, the coin flip didn't decide that because defense is still key part of this game. Matt Judon had tweeted yesterday. Well, he retweeted Torrey Smith, yeah. former receiver, because Torrey Smith was like both offenses should touch the ball. Matt Judon's like, nah, how about get a stop? Like, Everybody knows the rules, like right, like and. We see people that are like, oh, well, it doesn't matter that the defense... And it's like, yes, the, has the game of football been catered to the offense? Yes, 100%. There's no there's no arguing that. But teams with good defenses and very good defenses are still doing amazing things in the league, i.e. the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't compare to Watch any of the remaining quarterbacks in the league. Watch Didn't compare mouth. to Josh Allen or even Aaron Rodgers for that point. Watch your mouth. But what got the San Francisco 49ers to the championship Kyle Shanahan. game? The special teams and the defense. Kyle Shanahan. The special teams and the defense got them there. So, like, you still need a very competent defense to get you to play. The Steelers. We had a somewhat competent defense and somehow made the playoffs. Like, these are, these are just things that you need in the league. And the Bills had the number one ranked defense and just got unlucky. So... Every time this happens, the overtime question gets sparred. And I I don't want to change how overtime works because, I, look, I hate, and maybe you know the answer to this question, what's my favorite thing in football? Like, what, I, I'm not the kind of, I'm not the guy that, games. no, no, not even low scoring games. Like, I like fundamentally sound games. I like games that, I don't need the game to be 45 to 40. I don't care about that. My favorite thing in football is when a punt gets down inside the two. Not going to lie, when a punt gets down inside the two, that's when I get my most hyped, okay? So I don't like it that we want to make it the college rules. Because let me tell you something. College overtime is the dumbest thing ever. We line up at the 20, and we just try to score and keep matching our scores. NFL players, after a while, would just be able to match scores. They would just be that good. The problem is, and we complain about this, because defenses get too tired going into the overtime. So I have, I have two ways to fix overtime. I'll give you my non-wacky one first. I think this is the simplest thing they can do. Fourth quarter ends, we take a halftime. 10, 15 minutes, defense is allowed to recuperate. That gives them enough time to catch their breath. We go into the overtime. Everybody's game plan a little bit. Game plan a little bit. Everybody's good to go. Does that not fix the problem? You think the Bills could have got a stop yesterday if they had like 15 minutes to... And then, you know what? Maybe getting the ball first wouldn't be the thing that everybody would do. Because, of course, you want the ball first. Your defense is exhausted. It's exhausted. Like, yeah. But you know what? If you got 15 minutes to think about how you're going to attack a game plan, wouldn't you want to go on defense first, too? No, you, I'd still take the ball I, first. I think I would. Because if you're giving the defense 15 minutes to game plan for what you've been doing the whole time and they can make some adjustments, I think I would rather go on defense first. If I have to try to catch them off guard, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, I, I'm I still get Patrick Mahomes. Let's first. just take it in a vacuum, though. Let's take it in a vacuum. You have a regular team. You don't have Mahomes or Josh Allen. So, so yeah. If you have if you have a very good from the San Francisco 49ers, I'm going on defense first. Absolutely, you're going to go defense first because I'm not going to let Aaron Rodgers go and get 30 yards, put him in field goal yep. range, and win the game that way. Right. From the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm doing the same thing. But yeah, if if I'm if I'm a, if I'm a team with a good quarterback, that's right. Mahomes and Josh Allen, not even Mahomes and Josh and Allen, Justin Herbert, Herbert, Tom Brady, Joe, Rogers, Joe those Burrow guys are probably. different. That's different. 
I'm talking just any team in a vacuum. You would probably want to go on defense first if you had 15 minutes to think about it. I think there's different scenarios, but, but sure. But sure. Yeah. Okay. That's my first. It makes it an option. Right now, there's no option to it. Right. Right. My second option, and I can't take full credit for this. I heard this on a podcast. I've modified it slightly. Someone had this idea back in the 80s, and it got shot down pretty quickly. I think the Chiefs scored in seven plays yesterday. See if okay. the Bills can do it in six? No. It's, well, it's not even six. It's the Bills get seven offensive plays, or you know, they still have to get a first down. But they get the same amount of plays the Chiefs just had to score a touchdown. And if they can't, the game is over. If they do, it then goes to sudden death. Yeah, I might like it. It's a little wonky, and I still don't like it because I don't like the both teams. I'm not okay with the both teams thing. I, I don't think that – I think that that only decides a select few number of games. I think a lot of overtime games, both teams do end up getting to possess the ball. But, like, I think that would solve the problem for people. Both teams get to possess it. And you know what? Scoring quickly becomes a huge deal because then it's like – oh, shit, we can't just do, like, this 25-play drive that takes nine minutes and we end up running the ball in. You know, you, you got to get in in, like, six plays. You got to make it a challenge. Because if, you, if you're, you know, if you're f- the 49ers who like long drives, but Mahomes is on the other side and you get the ball first, well, if you score in 15 plays, you don't think Mahomes can do it in See, seven? Then, with that one, I think that becomes, all right, we'll let the other team take the ball first. Right. More right. than... The fifteen minute break, right? That would be you. Definitely want to be on defense first. Yes, you because a see. you want to try to get the stop, and b you want to be like, okay, well, if we play defense and we get fifteen plays, like now we can do a fifteen play scripture, and we know exactly what we're going to run. But I still like the fifteen minute break. We do the same thing. I think defenses would be better. I think the games would because I don't want I don't want NFL players playing for seventy five minutes. I don't. It's believe me, they get enough car accidents as it is. You know, I want the game to end because the team goes down and scores a touchdown. I yes, I couldn't be happier. Well, obviously, I had money on things, but you know, the Kansas City Chiefs get the ball, and I'm like, all right, uh, their defense can take their cleats off. Like, just take them off. You're you're not going to get stopped here. Yeah, it's. And you know what? If you're the Bills, don't leave 13 seconds on the clock. That's all I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> not for nothing. Don't leave 13 seconds on the clock. Know who your opponent is. And I'm trying to think of comparisons because. Taylor Tallman yesterday had tweeted that people don't like shootouts but just love instant overtime ends. Or no, no, something no. along the they, lines they of... Complain about, they complain about the overtime or about penalty shootouts. In soccer, but, but it's like... They allow the NFL overtime rules to remain the way they are. Yeah. Which, again, most people aren't okay with the overtime rules, but I am. And I also don't complain about penalty shootouts. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Listen, if we want to have just the kickers go to the 30-yard line and kick until they miss, I, you know what? If we want to disguise games that way, I'm not going to complain. Back it up it. five yards. Start from the 15, back right. it up five. We just keep go going further. back and see, and it's first person and to Justin miss. Justin Tucker's you know? going to start getting $100 million contracts because yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't matter at that point. If you're the Chargers, you'd never win an overtime game <laughs> ever again. You would be 0 for the century in overtime. It's just... There, there's no right way to fix it. No. Because if you have both teams possess the ball and it's just we keep scoring and we do the college way, I'm telling you, NFL offenses are too good. They won't ever stop. Like, you're Does just anybody not really think that yesterday if the Bills got the ball back and scored and then the Chiefs got the ball back that they weren't going to score? They weren't going to continue to score. And then the Bills got the ball back and they weren't going to score? Like, unless we're doing full-fledged drives out of this and we're not starting at the 25. I still think 75... 75- 
was there any doubt in your mind yesterday when Kansas City got the ball? No, I'm saying 25, college like, overtime rules. You started the 25 of the opposing team. Sure. Like, do we really think that Patrick Mahomes with four plays can't can't score a touchdown from the If the Chiefs' defense had to play two more drives and the Bills' defense had to play two more drives, are they stopping anybody? No. You're going to have no pass rush. Your corners are going to be d- exhausted. Your linebackers aren't going to be able to cover. You're going to be too tired. Yeah. Like, the, the options are slim to none to change it. And I'm sorry, Buffalo fans. It's shitty that that had to happen to you, but how about... Four years ago, Kansas when the city was on the losing when, end of that, when the Chiefs lost to that kind of thing and came to the league and said, "Hey, can we vote to change this?" and they Every were the other only team, team to vote to change it, you probably should have voted for it. It's shitty, it stings, but now you get it. Like it affects every single team. It doesn't just affect you. Every also, team knows that. Oh, I'm going into overtime against Tom Brady. We better fucking get this ball, or else we're not winning this game. Buffalo got to make the call, too. So you actually had a better than 50% chance because you got to decide what you wanted. Like, maybe you know how to call it better. What did they call, tails? Yeah. And it was uh, see, you always call heads. I'm telling you. In the playoffs, you just always call heads. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a game go tails on those calls. But, see, the other reason it works in college is they're 100-man rosters. Yeah. You can sub guys out. They have, like, 12 defensive linemen that play the same position. College or NFL, it's 46 guys suit up. Well, they're going to be tired. They're not going to be 100%. They're not going to be ready to go. I agree. Do we have anything else to cover on that game? I mean, I I still like to hear where you think that game falls in my list of, you know, the... I don't know. I would have to go and rewatch most of them. Like, I mean, you don't have to rewatch the whole game. It comes down to one play, basically. No, we watch most of the plays is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. But, yeah, I mean, everyone's going to remember that Patrick Mahomes is able to take the Chiefs 35. 40 yards to secure a field goal in an AFC divisional game against the Bills in 13 seconds to go to overtime. Like, that's that's just going to be remembered. And if it isn't, then people are just dumb because that's, that's incredible. Like, it, what was the what was the stat that that 13, sec- 13 seconds was less time than what Dak's play Dak against the Niners yeah. was? Like, sorry, Cowboys fans, but like that's, that's incredible. But I want to go into... The big man. The guy that might be retiring this year. Let's talk about the the Bucks and how he almost did it again. You were you were distraught for a good thirty five minutes. I mean, how many times did you tell me it was over? But they and I was fumbled like, it's not like, over. The Bucks fumbled it and I said it was in the third quarter. It was the third the quarter. Third. Brady got the stri- Brady got strip sacked. Yeah, and you were like, "Oh, it's oh, over. It's They're over. in field goal range here. Yeah. They can kick the field goal. It makes it too hard. Goes up three said, scores. It's over." Right, and I I looked at you. I said, "They could still turn the ball over. Like they're, they're they haven't scored yet." Like yeah, yeah, you know, thinking as a smart a smart NFL fan, I'd be like, "Oh, well, they're just gonna put a running back out there and run the ball three times and hope for the best." And then they. Audible out of a running back set into no no they didn't audible they went open backfield they never even audible to that yeah no 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 backfield just five five wide and what happens Listen, the fumble one, goes to the fifty yard line Tom Brady gets better field positioning with no less time on the clock Tom Brady fumbled and then proceeded to get better field position Listen once upon a time this team from Atlanta was in field goal range and all they had to do was kick the field goal to go up three score or two scores and they didn't I, and then the worst part was there was eight seconds left in the game eight minutes left in the game the rams are up 14 they have the ball we say all right we're leaving we're going to the bar so we can get seats to watch the the bills chiefs game 
We're on the way there. We're almost there. No, well, no, the Bucks are driving and they don't convert a fourth and nine. Yeah, that's and what there's it was. only like six minutes left at this point, and they're still down two scores. And we're like, well, that's it because they don't have time. So we stopped looking, and then all of a sudden, ESPN dings that the Bucks are only down seven. I'm like, wait, what? There's two minutes left. They have the ball, and they're down seven. Are you kidding me? It, on the 25 yard line, like, and then they score, and I'm like, I, I just shook my head. I said, that motherfucker I, did it again. I would have told Fournette if you break one, fall down to the two. At this point, and the same thing with the Chiefs game. If there's anything less than, if there's anything greater than five seconds. The game's not over. Like at five seconds, I'm comfortable giving the ball back to the other team. Because at that point, it's it's only a Hail Mary is possible. But with 13 seconds, that's enough to run a play. And they had 30, I think they had like 32 seconds, Matt Stafford had. Yeah. And for some reason the Bucks just decided, well, we're gonna blitz the which again, the dumbest play call. They blitz their slot corner, who's covering Cooper Cup. The guy that just you know, almost broke all these records. And you're, nah, yeah, we're, gonna we're put, not going to cover gonna put him. Antoine Winfield at him and just let him right, go wild. and just let him run. He didn't even break stride. He ran a straight line. Players ran a straight line. I mean, it just doesn't. It, that made no sense to me. Um, I mean, congratulations to Matt Stafford. You know, I'm I'm happy for him. I guess. Uh, you keep telling me that you think Brady's done. I'm telling you right I now, do. he's coming back next year. Next year is going to be his last year. So he's I, not going to go out like that. I don't think. Like, I'm not 100% Brady's done. I just think. And you hope. I, I don't even hope. No, you like, hope. If You can admit you, it. You can hate Tom Brady all you want. It, the, man's, the man's the greatest of all time. Like, you, you like watching this guy. I don't like watching him win. But, like, I you like. Were, you were having a good time yesterday when he was losing. <laughs> you were like, oh, this is how it ends. Huh? This I, is fantastic. Like, I liked watching him get strip sacked and nailed by Von Miller and Aaron Donald and it's just, I think enough is enough. I think it's over. You, it, it's I think him done. and Gronky are done. I, I, I will say I think that might have been Gronk's last game yesterday. I saw a report that even if Brady retires, Gronk might still go. Look, he looks like he's still capable of playing. He's just not running dudes over anymore. Well, I mean, that's listen, when you have all those surgeries, you know, you're not going to take those same kind of hits. But, I mean, I don't see Brady going out like that. He's too competitive. Now, I'll throw this one at you. He is technically still under contract with the Buccaneers. There's a team in San Francisco that once upon a time he used to root for. They passed him up in the draft. They passed him up for Jimmy Garoppolo. Does he tell Tampa, phone them, I want to go play for them for my last season? No. You don't think there's any chance in hell? Now, they have to get off of Garoppolo's contract at some point. Well, I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, they're trading Trey Lance. Uh, fair. That's, but here, just just hear yeah. me out. What if Brady thinks that he can't win in Tampa and he wants one last shot and he thinks he can win in San Francisco? Does he tell the Bucs, I'm going to retire unless you trade me and then call the 49ers and say, trade for me for one year. You can keep Trey Lance behind me. You get him after next year. They move Garoppolo to Tampa. And he does that. Yeah, but does Tampa want to do that? If he says, I'm going to retire or you trade me, yeah, I understand what choice that, do but, they have? But they're trading Tom Brady and picking up a Jimmy G contract. Well, at least they get it. Yeah, but it would only be for one more year. Garoppolo's contract ends next season. So Yeah, I mean, I think that sounds great in theory, but it's still, 
I think a zero point zero. You don't think there's any no. chance of that? No, none. Okay. I I don't think that the Buccaneers let him go unless it's well I'm done. Let trade me to the Patriots for one one day. No, no. I'm I'm saying he tells them I'm going to retire. No, I understand or that you can't have me. But I I think if he doesn't finish out this his last season under contract with the Bucs, he's just going to retire. Now, if he goes to the San Francisco 49ers, then sorry, Rams and Cardinals and Seahawks, but the division is kind of locked up at that point. Sorry, you have to play Tom Brady two Could times. Could you imagine Brady in that running system with the play-action pass? With Brandon Ayuk and Debo Iuke, Samuel and Kittle? Debo, Kittle, maybe some more help at running back next year. That defense with that offensive line, oh, my God. That's like – that's New England – 2011 2.0 that that would be an epic offense in all seriousness I don't I just don't think he goes anywhere unless he retires I just don't see him retiring I don't think he's gonna walk away like that I also think he's a little bit self-centered and he wants that swan song retirement party thing where he does the parade of you know 17 regular season games where everybody's thanking him I think he wants that why wouldn't he want that and he definitely wants to go out on top. He wants to win a Super Bowl and go out. He, you know, he, not, not a lot of players get to do that. Like, he saw Peyton do it. He doesn't want Peyton to be able to say, oh, I went out on top and I, you didn't. Like, that would bother him. I know it would. Yeah, but do they get better? Do, do the Bucks get better enough to win a Super Bowl I don't think it's, they have year? to get better. I think they just have to get healthier. Yeah. You know, I mean, you took Chris Godwin away. Isn't there a receiver out there that's kind of a little bit past their prime that they could go and sign to replace the Antonio Brown thing? You know, they lost Tristan Wirfs. They lost the best right tackle in football right before they had to play the, the Rams. And then they couldn't block Von Miller the whole game. Do you imagine if Tristan Wirfs was there to block Von Miller? It might have helped. You know, Brady was under fire that whole game and he almost pulled it off. The running back situation. Fournette comes back. Fi- you know, they finally get Fournette back. That's just shitty to think about Tom Brady playing next year and potentially winning another Super Bowl. He, he said he wanted to play till he was 45. I'm going to take him for his word. Okay. We mentioned the Niners. I don't have much to say about this game other than the fact that I never want to hear again Aaron Rodgers doesn't have enough help. I also never want to hear again that Aaron Rodgers is this clutch performer and it's his team's fault in the postseason. I get that there were special teams mistakes. You couldn't score 14 points. Against a bad secondary. Couldn't get to 14. You got Devontae Adams, you can't get to 14. There was literally a play where the corner that was covering Devontae Adams for the entire game got hurt. And Josh Norman, old creaky Josh Norman, had to check in and play man coverage against Devontae Adams. They couldn't even target him. Yeah, it was bad. Did you watch the whole game? I had to rewatch it. I couldn't get the channel to come in for some reason. Fox took a shit on me and I couldn't watch it. I, uh... I was watching it, and I was just, it was laughable how bad that game just was overall. And then you you go down, and you're like, oh, the Packers have to do something. Like, they're not just going to sit there and roll over. And then the 49ers get a special teams touchdown on a blocked punt. You had five minutes left in the game. You were still up. You were still up. And you can't get a first down. Aaron Rodgers can't get a first down. With Devontae Adams. And Aaron Jones. I do not want to hear that it's his team's fault anymore. This is too many playoff collapses where he doesn't show up in a big moment. You think this is just kind of his, like, eh, fuck you guys, done? I mean, that's possible. That's possible. 
Like he's gone anyways. I didn't. Oh, I don't yeah. think anybody ever thought he was going to stay. Pittsburgh, here you come. He's not going to Pittsburgh. Chill out. You hope. I'm not worried about that. He's Tom, old. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. He's Super old and Bowl? creaky. No, you won't see that. The AFC is too loaded. It's too loaded. Yeah. I, he's not going to go there. Bills he's not going to go. Look, look at the quarterbacks he would have to face in the AFC next year. Like Mahomes, Josh Allen, Herbert, possibly Deshaun Watson, Burrow. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. I'm going to say Mac Jones because I think he's going to be improved on next year. And the Patriots are going to be better. Like if Trevor Lawrence is anything, he'll be he'll be better. He'll be improved. Like the Titans are still pretty good. Like, there's a lot of teams he's going to have to face. We don't know what the Giants are going to do, or I'm not sorry, not the Giants, the um, the Dolphins. We have no idea what the Dolphins are going to do. You know, if if Denver improves somehow, like Drew Locke, enough, enough of the nonsense. You know, there, there's a lot of quarterbacks. I don't see him going to the AFC. I think he stays in the NFC. The NFC is wide open. Yeah, but is there anybody in the NFC you really trust next year? I don't trust the Rams. I don't trust the Niners. We'll have to talk about this on another podcast on what absolutely. team fit Aaron Rodgers goes fits with. Um, it was an absolute meltdown by the Packers. It was. We don't even want to be here. Uh, these were just two really bad one seeds. And I'm proud of myself. I had said when the Packers barely beat the Browns, like, are the Packers really even that good? I don't think that the Packers are a bad one seed. I think the Niners just are the perfect team to play them. Yeah, I mean, I, I partially agree, but were the Packers really that good? You can't tell me the Packers weren't a good team, and but Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. If Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, the Packers are obviously a good team. If you're the one seed and you have the MVP. I mean, I mean like, are, were they that good? Like, were they like, oh. They we, beat everybody else this year? Definite one seed. Would they seeds. go 14-3? They didn't look good a lot of times. They won a lot of games. They I, beat a I lot of teams. I understand that, but they were, they were time and time again that the Packers just kind of shit the bed and barely pulled off some wins. So, I just don't know. This Niners team, and you know how I feel about this team. I've been right. I picked this team to win the division at the start of the year, and obviously I got off of that because it. They, I just knew they couldn't at some point. This Niners team feels like the 07 Giants to me. The nobody believes in us thing. They have the front four that can rush. They have some playmakers on offense. Their quarterback is like, okay, can he just not screw it up for us and we can win this thing? Yeah, he tried like hell to do so. I mean... You know, he made some throws in that game where I was like, hell yeah. He made a throw to Kittle on the side. The Kittle catch on the sideline that he caught with, like, one hand. That ball, I know that the catch was amazing. That ball was put in literally the only spot that Kittle could catch that. That was a hell of a throw. And Kittle Kittle dropped three up the middle. It's like, are you serious? Catch the ball. There were also some throws that. There was. He he had some bad sacks. I'll give you that. You want to talk about bad sacks, though. Aaron Rodgers, you know your line isn't very good. Like you got to get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball. He held the ball way too much, but I feel like this Niners team is kind of like one of those Giants teams. Well, they can run the Niners it. Niners the hottest team in football. Yeah, they are. I mean, and they have Debo is just he's going to make two big plays a game. It's just going to happen. And is there a more dangerous guy in space than him? Like I know Tyree Kill is dangerous in space, but like Debo can run you over and he can make you miss. That guy is is dangerous when he gets out. Yeah, I mean the Niners aren't to be slept on. I guess you can compare it to the the Giants, but I think they're better than the Giants team. 
Oh, of course. They're better than that 07 Giants team. I mean, that front four is ridiculous. And then you add Fred Warner on that. and I mean, like their secondary is not very good, but it's at least good enough that they're not going to get 40 points dropped on them. And they're well coached. I know you hate to admit it, but Kyle Shanahan is the man. He's the man. I don't know. Let's see, let's see if we can beat Sean McVay again. I'm telling you what, Rams fans better buy their tickets. Let's if they don't, see. this is a little sneak peek to what we're going to talk about a little bit. Can we? Why are teams allowed to just say that certain fans can't buy tickets to their games? Like, I don't understand how the Rams are just able to say, "Well, if you're not from the Englewood area, you can't buy tickets." Or you can, but they'll just be refunded and canceled. I don't think that that should be a thing. I also don't understand why you're doing it after the Titans doing it and then just shitting themselves against the Bengals. Like, I I get that when they played in SoFi and all those Niners fans cleared in and made it really difficult for the, for the Rams. I'm, I'm telling you what. I bet you it's 60-40 for fans this weekend Probably. in that stadium. There are no L.A. fans. L.A. fans are all Cowboys fans. They're not Rams. and No, they are. They're all Cowboys fans. They're Cowboys and Patriots fans. That's what they are. They, they live in the city of, you know, of glitz and glamour and winning. They either root for the Patriots or they root for the Cowboys. They don't care about L.A. football. They don't have any allegiance. Nobody lives in L.A. rooted for the Rams when they played there 50 years ago. Or the, whoever, yeah, the Raiders were there too. Nobody cares about that. There's no history there. Yeah. Like it's, it's going to be it's, bad. It's going to be like 60-40 Niners fans. It, it, it's going to be. I guarantee it. And it's going to be funny cuz the the Niners aren't going to have a problem hearing their snap counts. It's going to be great in a playoff game on the road. They're going to be able to hear. It's going to be amazing. I'm with the Rams though. I oh. really am. You can be with them all you want. I'm I'm taking my guy Kyle. I'm taking Jimmy G and Kyle. <laughs> I'm I'm riding them the rest of the way. That's why I, I feel good about it. So we we mentioned fixing overtime, and you brought this up to me about changing one rule in other sports that uh, doesn't necessarily need to be changed, but might make the game a little bit more interesting, um, or just rules that we hate in general. Do you want to start us off on this? We're gonna. I'll just say what our hockey rule is. I think it's ridiculous that you get five minutes for fighting, or what five or twenty minutes or whatever. That's if you're fine. gonna fight. Let's keep playing. Yeah. Ta- like, I-, I hate the penalty box. Just be able to beat the shit out of each other as much as you want like, and then shake hands and call it a day. That's right, what like, for the most part. I'm good if you have to play a man down, like, after a penalty, but it should be, like, you just have to take a guy off the ice. You can, it doesn't matter who goes, to, you know, the penalty box is irrelevant. Just one guy has to come off the ice. I want my best players on the ice at all times. So that's, that's my rule change for hockey. Uh, let's start with baseball. Oh, beautiful. This is the one I wanted to start with. So, I'm, I'm pretty pretty happy with the one that I kind of came up with for this. Um, as everybody knows, I'm not a huge baseball guy. But I think I think one thing that could be added to the, the sport to make things a little bit better for just viewership and players alone is let's... There's this thing called a, a, a salary cap, but let's, uh, let's set a, ca- a salary floor in the MLB. 
Let's make it so teams have to spend this certain amount of money on their players. So, so at least a percentage of what their team is valued. Yes, you're saying so that we can't have corporate greed with these with these MLB teams and just not pay their players and just be constantly bad and being okay with. Oh, right, I'm just going to make all this money and my team's just going to be shit. I.e., the Rockies last year, the Mariners the last couple years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, I know exactly. There's still going to be this separation between like teams and the Yankees and teams and the Dodgers, but. I mean, the Yankees have all this money to spend, and they haven't won a, a World Series in the last decade. Yeah, but I mean, look who has. No, I understand. You know, the Dodgers, the Red like, Sox, the, Do- the Cubs. The, the Dodgers aren't even the best team in their division, really. Okay, I mean, that, I, that's fine, but the Dodgers spend I know, I understand as much that. money as yeah, anybody. The, like, the, but that's what I mean. Like These teams that are spending all this money aren't necessarily the best teams in baseball. So I, I agree with you. Um I I disagree with you and I agree with you. I think the teams the problem for me is and this is a deeper argument, but free agency has basically become irrelevant in baseball and teams are basically saying we're not going to pay players after they turn 30. We're just unless you're a top guy, we're not paying middle guys anymore. You're either going to be on a rookie contract or you're a 300 million dollar guy. There is no there's no in between anymore, and teams have just given up on that. Basically, and I'm not saying indefinitely. If you're a baseball guy and you're a hardcore guy, don't come at me with the statistics. I'm taking this at a broad spectrum. But if they were to do that, that would help teams to. It would force teams to basically pay certain players. There are too many guys on the free agents list that are going to end up having to take minimum deals or one year deals that are way too talented for that. And there's teams that are literally just shedding salary to save money so their owners can make a few bucks. And I'm not okay with that. It should be it's an entertainment product. If you can't afford to run a professional sports team, you shouldn't be in the market. Uh, I'm gonna take it a step further. I think in baseball, contracts should strictly be based off of performance. There should be a chart, basically, and this is the money ball idea that what you produce on the field determines what your actual value is. And I think that players should be valued specifically by what their their production on the field is. And if you are capable of doing these numbers, this is the exact contract that you get. So the contracts vary by year. There's not a set. They would vary by year. But basically, like, I couldn't turn around. Like, if I'm the Yankees, I can't throw $350 million at player X just because I want him. If he's only valued at $275 million, I can't value him at 350 I think A that would keep players in their on their respective teams longer I think it would make free agency a fairer market and it would yeah, stop teams what, like what dictates a free agents is it just their last season yeah their last season so say player Y is his contract has earned him a oh, okay maybe not their last season their last contract collectively and if you have, if you're injured, that season is omitted. So you take the average of those stats, and that's what your contract for the next contract is valued. Player Y is 28 years old. Kind of is his performance earned him. A, He's a 275 hitter. Was, he hits on average. He hits 27 home runs a year. He's a, you know, your OP or your um, your defensive percentages are you know above average. Whatever his You're, his statistics and his 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 game has earned him a two hundred and seventy five million dollar deal over ten years over or whatever. ten years. Yep. What's stopping a team like 
are teams still able to say, all right, we want to pay you $300 million nope, over two years? you have to pay him. The, everybody offers the same thing. But doesn't that just mean that the best team would get him? Like the, this Not is, necessarily. This is closing out smaller markets. No, not necessarily. Because if he's on, let's say he's on the athletics, okay, yep. and he's valued at this, okay, at least the, like the athletics might not be able to offer him that contract. But let's say he's not that high level of a player. Let's say he's a mid-tier guy who's a 240 hitter, who's a solid defensive player. He's 25 years old, and but the Yankees want to steal him for 45% over market value. Yeah, it eliminates that aspect of money it would being help a bigger deal. The middle tier guys. But that's what I'm saying. But we're also saying, like, say the Yankees want to sign say say he's a what position do the Yankees need right now? Catcher? Okay, that's irrelevant. It doesn't like, matter what he's a catcher. Like so the Yankees are like, okay, we need a catcher. And player wise, we'll we'll drop it down to two hundred million dollars. Or we'll, we'll even say $175 million over like what, eight years, nine years? Is that okay? Yeah, average I think contract? you're just looking at the contract too but, tight, but, but whatever. Make your point. Minus that. What what is what is the player not going to do? They're going to say, all right, well, we're going to go to the best team that offered me this contract. That's not necessarily true. Do players always pick the best team in free agency? No. The players always pick the I most mean, money in free these agency. These teams aren't going to pick like the Marlins. That's not true. What if you have family that lives in Seattle and Seattle can offers you can offer you the same contract and the Yankees can't offer you more? You might pick Seattle. You might stay with your team. We might yeah. not see the the Rays and the athletics and some of these smaller teams be farm systems for the teams that have $280 million payrolls. That's my point. It I would, guess so. It, you might be able to keep players on their teams. Yeah, the superstars are probably still going to leave because those teams can't afford them. Mookie Bet- the Red Sox couldn't even afford Mookie Betts. There was two teams in baseball that could afford him, and the Dodgers were one of them. The Red Sox couldn't afford to keep him. He was literally worth the most money in baseball. Okay, so that is what it is. But at least the middle tier guys aren't going to be offered contracts that the smaller teams can't even afford. Because that's the problem. Small teams can't even afford to keep their average players. They lose slightly above average players to massive contracts that those guys don't even deserve. Yeah, I, I see it. I, I do kind of see a little bit of an issue where it comes to players moving to better teams. But I can tell you the it. players would not oppose it. Middle tier and low end players would be would oh, it, much appreciate the that. PA. I think they would. I because oh, yeah. they would see contracts where there's Well, the only players that would really oppose it are the players like that. No, are superstar, high end. superstars shouldn't oppose it either because it would help them get those contracts. Yeah, I mean they'd only oppose it based on like, oh, if I have a rough year, I'm just not making as much money. Whereas these these base contracts perform. are guaranteed money. Yeah, like, that's fair. I'm like Trout and a Mookie Betts contract are guaranteed money for these guys. They have an off year. It's oh, I didn't make nearly as much money as I would have with a base salary. Like that's I mean yeah. that's yeah I get that part too. But I think doing it's all it that incentive way. based. I get it. I get it. I like it. I'm not opposed. So here's mine. Oh, that wasn't yours. That wasn't mine. That oh. was building off of yours. Oh, okay. Because I think that there's another way to go about that. Because salary floors. It'd be difficult because, like, you would still have teams that are valued more, not spending that much money. It, it just, it, 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 it's they, they still would refuse to pay certain players. Is the point on that one? I call this, and this is not completely my idea. I have hijacked this from about fifteen years ago on a radio show. I oh, call you're it so unoriginal. No, I, I love this idea. I've thought about it for fifteen years. I've, I've been on this. I call it the magic at bat. What's the problem with baseball in general? It's the one sport 
where your best player doesn't always get to be available get to be available in the biggest moment. You're the Angels, yeah. right? You're you're down two runs. There's a guy on first, but like your eighth best hitter in the lineup is up. You want Mike Trout at bat one time a game. Mike Trout is allowed to bat, and you don't have to take him out of the game. He is allowed to bat for whoever is up at plate. No. Why not? <laughs> like it makes it it definitely makes it more fun, but I feel like it adds a little bit of a circus aspect to baseball. Which oh yeah, be, there's not a circus like, aspect to baseball. Over, oh my god, I sw- I didn't even swing the bat. I didn't pick it off my <laughs> shoulders. Let me step out of the box and tighten my gloves for the eight thousandth yeah, time. Like, this at bat, I mean, it might be. I would probably watch more baseball, but it, the rule just seems so silly. Like it's. It's cool, but it's just so unprofessional, I feel like. I think it would fix the I think it would fix baseball partially. Like, don't you want to see Wait, the, once a game you said? So one time a game. Yeah, it's yeah, just once a game. You. Okay. Yeah. Mike Trout gets if Mike Trout's eight batters away, he gets to hit again. Does he also get to hit when he comes up again? Yes, he doesn't he change to, he has to be off base. No, you can take him back off base. Ooh. He doesn't have to run. He just has to hit, it's get on swing. base, and they can pinch run for him. Sure. Sure. I, you like it. I can see you like it. Yeah. I mean, like, I, wouldn't you wouldn't you be more excited? I, the, the hardcore baseball fans aren't going to like well, of it. Of course they're not because <laughs> they still want us, you know, to play on fields that have 480 fences and they want us using socks for balls. I still think we should juice. I mean, that's fine. I, actually, can I change it? Can we bring back steroids, please? I changed my answer. I want steroids back. Me as a, a, a non-baseball fan, I guess you could call myself, is sure, love the idea. I'd love to see Mike Trout hit the bomb. Shohei Otani just be able to come up whenever he wants. And just right, like, don't don't the Yankees want Aaron Judge or whoever they think their best hitter is? I mean, DJ, don't they want DJ, DJ LeMahieu at bat instead of Gary Sanchez in big moments? Like, I would, you know, like... If I'm the Dodgers, so I want Mookie Betts at any time. So you're making this magic hitter, and then you still have like your DH for pitchers. Is that a rule that we should get rid of too? Well, I a think universal DH or no DH at all. I still kind of like that the NL uses pitchers to hit. I'm still okay with. It. I like that there's a because there's a, a strategy the to leagues. it. Yeah, I like it still. I do like that. So. The rule is is if an AL team is playing an L- NL team, the pitcher has to hit. No, it's whatever, whatever home team is. Yeah, whoever the home oh, okay. team is. Yeah, but like so, basically, like the way it, w- it works too is like I get to pick Mookie Betts to come and hit. Yeah. Okay. The guy that he's hitting for doesn't hit this time in the lineup, so he he's goes still to in the, the lineup. It's just it skips that yeah, player in gotcha. the lineup basically. I got gotcha. so like Mookie Betts theoretically could hit back to back. If you played it right. There's strategy to it. Like, you definitely have to think of, oh, do I use it now or I could lose it? Right, right. You use it in the biggest moment. Whatever. If you see that there's a big moment, like, damn, I wish I had this guy up right now. You know, you you would utilize it. Yeah. I think it's I, I've thought about that for like 15 years. I think it fixes baseball with as far as viewership. I think more people would watch if the best player could be involved in the biggest moments. It's the only sport that's like that. There's no other sport where, like, the best player basically can't be involved in the biggest moment of the game. Yeah. Other than, cool. like, if your best player is a defensive player in the NFL and you're on offense. And even still, you could sub your defensive guy in and he could play offense for you. Yeah. I have an uh, honorable mention from a guy that just watches baseball from the outside. 
Get rid of unwritten rules. I mean, it's not a rule change. Though. I understand that. That's their this unwritten rules. This is one thing that rules. needs to be gone from the sport of baseball, where I have a right fielder pitching me the ball. Oh three count. I know this bitch is or three oh count. I know this is coming down right down the pipe. I'm Sixty swinging. miles an hour is right down the pipe. You can't. Swing, I'm you know? swinging oh, for the fences. I agree. I agree. And I'm and I'm trotting to first base, watching that thing go over the wall. But I, that'd just be my my other take on a unwritten rule. Um, football. What you got? This one's not as exciting for me. Um, I hate this rule in general. The rule where if the gunner on the punt is forced out of bounds and he doesn't come back in immediately, it's a 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct. I'm sorry. He got pushed out of bounds. He doesn't want to stop on a dime and reaccelerate. He's running out of bounds. Who gives a shit? I want to see him get down there and light up the punt returner. Like, hell yeah. That's what I want to see. And I know that's not like some crazy rule, but I hate that rule. It's so dumb. It's dumb. He got forced out of bounds. He's not a receiver getting forced out of bounds. He's a gunner. You know, he has to make a tackle. He act- it's actually harder to run out of bounds. You might have to run through a coach or something. Also, I would love to see a coach get lit up because like a player <laughs> does that. Would absolutely love to see Mike Tomlin get lit up on the sidelines. Like, that would be fucking amazing. Whoa. Listen, he's a piece of shit. He, he blocked Jacoby Jones there on that kick return. So he's a piece of shit anyways. I don't mind. Yeah, I do want yours. I like mine. Uh, think back to playoffs last year, Browns, Chiefs. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Uh, fumbling through the end zone. Offense. Uh, I do Such not, a dumb rule. Do not think it should be changed it's in possession. It's a dumb rule. Like, it makes no sense. What What is the difference between... I know there's no camera, but if my phone right here is the pylon, what is the difference between fumbling on the right side of it or the left side of it? If you fumble out of bounds anywhere in the in the rest of the field of play, the ball stays stays yeah. in you. It makes no sense that just because you fumble out the back of the end zone, it's the other team's ball. That I, I agree with you 1,000%. I think they might change that rule this year because they had another game decided by that uh, this season. I can't remember what game it was. It was early on. They had a game... And because or not and because of that, but that happened. I think and, I know, is it a Broncos? game? It might have been a Broncos game. Was it a Broncos Chiefs game? It might have been. I don't know, but that's it, just the dumbest rule ever. Like that's terrible. Let's not talk about overtime rules. Let's talk about this rule because this is. It just, I don't understand how an offensive player can fumble it. The defense has nothing to do with where the ball went. They didn't possess the ball. It just went out of bounds. But it's suddenly the defense's ball. Like, it makes oh, it's, it's absolutely zero sense. It's terrible. I don't have anything else unless you have well, any have other sports. Basketball. Oh, we do. Yeah, I forgot. Left out the best sport. Yeah, shut up. Um, So mine is three, three separate rules, but they're all connected, kind of. I love 90s basketball. I love the good old days of 78 to 83 is the final score. I miss that. So here's what I want to do. I want to bring back hand-checking. I love hand-checking. I want to be physical at the top of the key. Zone defense, outlawed again. I hate zone defense in the NBA. It's stupid. Get rid of it. Okay? Man-to-man, you can't have a guy defending a player below, you know, on the, you know, near the baseline, below the, the, um, you can't double-team below the free-throw line. Hate that, that zone defense rule. It's stupid. Okay? And then I also want to stop Offensive fouls need to be called when the player jumps into the defender. I'm sick of it. It's the stupidest thing ever. So all three of those, I want defenders to be able to be physical again. 
but I also want them to have to play one-on-one defense without the double teams in the corner. Okay, no more zones. Let's play man-to-man. We're real men here. We're not kids. We can play man-to-man defense. Let's go. And then I don't want offensive players to be able to jump into the defensive guy and get a foul call. I want 90s basketball. That's what I want. Those are like the three biggest rule change of this century, and it's really made basketball hard to watch for some people. Uh, mine is this whole review process that the NBA goes through where something happens in the fourth quarter and every player just wants to review it, and then the review takes five minutes. So the last two minutes of an NBA game take 30 minutes. Um, you mean that playoff game last year between the Clippers and the Suns that took 47 minutes to go 35 seconds? I think that needs to be over. I like the review in the NBA, but we need to drop it to a two-minute review. If that, that might even be too much. But it's we have we have times where it's clearly off of the offense. It's clearly off of a team like the Suns, but we have to watch it 17 million times because we just aren't sure. Maybe there was a fingernail that right. touched the ball. Yeah, can I add on to yeah. that? Can we change it so that just because... Like the guy that's clearly slapping the ball away. Yes, this is, is the guy that it goes like, out of bounds off of. I don't care that Kawhi Leonard's fingernail was touching the ball last. Chris Paul knocked it out of Kawhi's hands. It should be Clippers ball. There is a clear differential between NBA and park basketball. But when you're playing at the park, it's a common understanding that if I'm dribbling the ball and you come up and you smack it out of my hands, Right. It is. As, all, it's still my ball. Unless the only time I'm not okay with that, if I hit it off of you, like it hits your yes. knee, it hits your foot, then I'm okay with it. But when your hand just happens to be the last thing it touches, but I'm the reason that it swatted it out. So your dribbling hand, the ball's on the way back up. I hit it. Your hand grazes it as it's going out of bounds. No, no, no. It's your ball. It's your ball. Yeah. Like technically, it's not. But why are we getting this technical in a game that? We, when you Doesn't have to freeze to frame it and play it back at one one thousandth of a second in frames to determine who went who it went off of last, that's a problem. Yeah, we need to just shorten it. A lot of the times it's obvious anyway. Just shorten. A lot of reviews. times I can tell you in real time. Yeah, I usually don't need the replay. Like, where's a review when Kevin Durant takes three steps out of bounds and then passes the ball and the Warriors still have the ball three years ago? All right, you're just salty <laughs> as fuck about that one. <laughs> where where is to, the review You need to grow there? the hell up. There. Where is that? Like, that's what we need a review for because those officials were just terrible. Well, we have that review now. We do now, which is great. But guess what? They'd still take 16 minutes to decide that, yes, he was out of bounds when he touched that ball. You're just salty as hell. I'm sick of that. I don't want to hear it. I... Oh, wait, we got notifications. Head coaches. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, Bears head coaching finalists, Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. I think they're hiring Dan Quinn. I'm pretty sure he's the favorite. Ex-Lions coach Jim Caldwell. Thank God. Thank God. Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus. Uh, Eberflus. And Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen something. Dennis Allen. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And then Bucks offensive coordinator Brian Leftwich is... The Jags head coaching finalist. He's a, he'll have a second interview with Jacksonville for head coach vacancy. That's interesting. So we've probably got Jacksonville filled up. Bears is going to be coming to a close, I would probably say, within the week. I think the Bears are hiring Dan Quinn. I just, I, I've heard he, his name with them and the Broncos has been the favorite. And, I mean, whatever. I hate both of those spots for him. I don't think Dan Quinn should be considered anyways. And then two other announcements. Uh, Antonio Brown is announcing he wants to play with Lamar Jackson. 
We heard that last year, didn't we? We might have. I I don't remember, but it was just. I'm assuming on Twitter he had responded to something about wanting to play with Action Jackson based on this Bleacher Report article. Can't, can't wait for Lamar to not be able to throw it to an open guy. And then um, Sean Payton, news to both of us yesterday, might not be the head coach of the New Orleans Saints next year via an Amazon they're offer. Gonna, they're going to throw a lot of money at him. Yeah. They're going to get Aikman. Yeah, they're I mean, gonna I, didn't even, I honestly didn't know Amazon was looking to move into football. No, they I know have they have the rights for Thursday Night Football. Oh, they do? Yeah, they're going to have streaming for Thursday Night Football oh. next year. I was going to say, I know they have the, the next-gen stats thing, but I didn't know it was fully like they want to have a football program. Oh, yeah. like They're going to stream the Thursday Night Games next year. If you think that they're not going into that with Troy Aikman, Al Amazon. Michaels. How much money do they have? They're going to get Al Michaels. They could pay Sean Payton a billion dollars. Michelle Tafoya will be their sideline yeah. reporter. It's going to be Al Michaels, Troy Aikman, and Michelle Tafoya, and maybe Sean Payton in the booth. I like it. It opens up a lot of jobs. For more football announcers. I think Tony Romo has really... It's made more guys think they can do it. And I don't like that. I don't want all these ex-quarterbacks as the commentators. Unless we're getting something like the Manning cast. To which that's, that's fine. Like, Breeze did that game last week. Breeze didn't even know what the fuck he was talking about. He had no clue what to do. It's a kid show, by the way, if you're listening this far. We haven't fine. said that at all this podcast. That, uh, but I don't know if there's been a lot of F-bombs. Kid show. Um, but, yeah, it, it. we're probably going to need a, another new head coach for the New Orleans Saints. And then and then what do they have? Absolutely nothing. They're going to be the Aints again. Yes. We're going to go back to that. Um, Is it time? I think it's time. Are we moving? Update. Flaming 5 wins of the week. It was Flaming 4 last week. It is Flaming 2 this week. Um, we were tied 6-6. Six to six. I got one right, and Garrett got two. I had the Rams over the Bucks. Garrett had the 49ers over the Packers, and the Chiefs over the Bills, correct? We both picked the Titans over the Bengals, and obviously I had the Bills over the Chiefs. Um, this week, the hardest decision I've had to make so far with any game has been the Bengals and the Chiefs. Um, so I'm going to start off in the NFC. You can do AFC first. I have the Rams over the over the 49ers. That should be obvious. I've been a Rams diehard this entire year. I love Matt Stafford. I think it's amazing that thinking back on this year and my entire like my favorite players by position, I am a fan of a lot of Lions players and it's I'm not happy to admit it. Calvin Johnson is my favorite wide receiver of all time. Barry Sanders is my favorite running back of all time and I love Matthew Stafford. So I don't know what's going on but even you get my head checked. Are you a closet Lions fan? Maybe, and I'd feel really bad for myself if I am. But yeah, I have Rams over the Forty Niners, twenty-four twenty-one. Rams over the Niners, twenty-four twenty-one. Yep. So we'll talk a little bit about how we think these games are going to go after we do these picks. Um. I've already said it. I'm riding with the Niners the rest of the way. I think they're going to win this game. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan just kind of has Sean McVay's number. He just knows how He's to handle four him. 4-0 and against him. Or 6-0, sorry. 6-0. I'm going to go Niners win this game. I'm going to go 17-10. to I'm going low scoring. I, I think... There's a reason the over-under on this game is 43-and-a-half. I think it was 43-and-a-half. That's what it was this morning. Um, I think that Niners defense is special. 
they can just get home. And we saw if you rattle Stafford a little bit, the wheels, like the smoke and the wheels, and just everything starts catching fire. It just everything just goes haywire with him. It's amazing. I've never seen it. Um, Odell's been good. I think there's a way to stop him. I think there's, I think the Niners know how to deal with Cooper Cup. They've done it already this year. I think their special teams is a little better. I know Matt Gay is really good. Robbie Gould has is like really clutch in the postseason. Like he's basically about these kickers. These kickers like, have been good. Evan McPherson, the cockiest kicker drafted by the Bengals last year, goes out there says, "Oh, I got a game-winning field goal opportunity." Reported by Joe Burrow, looks at looks at somebody on the sideline, and goes, "Yep, I'm taking us to the AFC Championship how about, game." How about Jay Feely? jinxing Harrison Bucker right before he missed that field goal yesterday. Jay Feely on the broadcast goes, Harrison Bucker, other than Justin Tucker, is the best kicker in football. This guy is basically automatic. Walks out, misses the field goal. Just the ultimate commentator's curse. Like, when are we going to stop with that shit? Can we stop with this guy is the second best or the best at this and then immediately misses the next kick? It, there's one guy it doesn't affect. There's one dude. He's the greatest he, kicker of all he's, time. He's Justin Tucker. Like, it doesn't bother him. Everybody else should do it for them. Oh, this guy's made 28 straight kicks? Well, he's missing 29. Like, he's not making this one. I remember three seasons ago, I talked up uh, Young Chris Koo. Boswell. Oh, Boswell, He's one of the best yeah. kickers in the league, and he had the worst season of his career, and finally he's bouncing back remember, from Remember, we were having that debate about Young Way Koo. He was yeah. like 28 for 28, and you're like, oh, he's the best kicker in football? And I'm like, yeah, he's not that good. And then and the same The game, same game, he misses a game-winning kick, and they end up losing? Like... You just can't. These kickers, they go haywire. Yeah. Well, we saw Matt Gay. He's been one of the most automatic kickers this year, and he misses a 48-yard <laughs> field goal. We were like, oh, that's good. Game. We're like, oh, that's good. Oh, it's short? Why is that short? Who, how do they? I've never seen a kicker be short on a 48-yard field goal. Yeah. It's not like it was like one of those ones that's the line drive kick that like gets tipped or something. It was. It went up. It was down the pipe, and it was short. Like Tom, Tom Brady. Inside? Tom or, Brady did just one of the things where he's staring at it, just giving it a look. He put his head was, down. And it was, like, it was like, oh, I'm not going to upset Tom Brady. Let me just fall short really I, fast. I've never seen a 48-yarder go short like that. Like All those guys can hit those. Um, so your thought process for the 49ers-Rams is very, very low-scoring, defensive-heavy game. Field 49ers game. win by yeah. seven. By seven. Um, I'm under kind of the same aspect. I didn't know what the line was. I thought I saw the line at 47 when I looked yesterday. It might have been 40. It's, it was either 43 or 47. So we're both in agreement if it's going to hit the under, probably. I, I'm thinking under um, big time. I just don't think... I don't love my score, but I don't love anything about this game for either team. I could see the 49ers coming out and scoring 28 points and the, the Rams scoring 35. I could see... A ten to seven. Uh, I just kind of went with the score that hit my head first and didn't even give it much thought because it, this game could go any way. The Niners could easily win this game. Like what I like for the Niners is Jalen Ramsey's kind of irrelevant in this game. Like they don't have to worry about him affecting it because he would basically be on Debo or Kittle, and they have a lot of ways to get those guys the ball. And I think the problem with the Rams, I know we said Cam Akers looked good the first week of the playoffs. Like 20 carries for 46 yards, that's not very good. And he had a fumble. 
Like, I don't know if, you know, maybe we kind of overhyped him a little bit too much against the Cardinals defense that couldn't stop the run. Like, not for nothing. The 49ers can stop the run. Like, they, they're good. If you want to run the ball, fine, let's go. We got this. And I think I just think the Niners have more ways that they're willing to win. They don't care if they win ugly. They're good. The Rams want to win pretty. Sean, we if we know anything about Sean McVay, he wants to look cute doing it. Pretty boy. He and you know what? I, that's fine. He's a great coach, but he wants to look cute doing it. And so does Stafford. He wa- he wants to prove that Jared Goff was the problem and Matt Stafford is the answer. And Kyle Shanahan's like, okay, you want to prove that? Here, let's see what you got for this. And I just think the Niners are good winning an ugly game. They're fine with that. They don't give a shit. They lost the Super Bowl two years ago because they tried to kind of get cute with it instead of just playing ugly. They they want their revenge. I just feel good about this team. Nobody believes in them. I'm glad it's the Rams because everybody in their fucking mother kids show is going to be picking the Rams this week because you know oh this is Sta- did you see Matt Sta- they're going to be dry humping the shit out of Matt Stafford. I love it. Everybody us against the world mentalities. I love that. Yeah, as a guy that picked them for the Super Bowl, I'm not happy to see that everybody's jumping on the bandwagon this late in the season. Yeah, I. Like, I'm kind of wishing that this was when the Cardinals were winning the division. Everyone's like, oh, the, we were right about the Matthew Stafford. If it was Tampa, a lot of people would pick the Niners. Yeah. I think a lot of people would be on, on the Niners if it was Tampa. But because it's the Rams and they're the cute thing with the flashy offense. The new stadium. The new stadium. I think a lot of people are going to be on the Rams. And anytime everybody's telling me something's going to happen, the other thing is usually what happens, especially this year. Yeah. Does that lead you into your AFC pick? I think pick? this leads you to, into your AFC pick. I went first. Go ahead. Uh, I got to go first. I will not pick against Patrick Mahomes you in a playoff. Fucker. I will not do it. I picked the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl back in August or whenever we did that. I will not pick against Patrick Mahomes to go to the Super Bowl in this game. A lot of other teams, I might have picked against him, but I'm not picking. The, the Bengals already beat him once this year. I don't like that for them. They have The Bengals haven't even played a good playoff game yet. They've played bad in the playoffs. The Chiefs are clicking on every fucking cylinder. They've, they're basically like an eight-cylinder kid show. They're an eight-cylinder you know, horsepower engine, and they're running with 40 cylinders right now. They're, they're just on fire. Everything they've got is working. I'm not picking against What's them. What's your score? Happening. My score. I'm going to go... 38 for the Chiefs, 26 for the Bengals, 38-26. Okay. So I've been telling myself the entire podcast that I'm going to do the opposite of what you are going to do for this game. Um, I don't have the heart to pick against Patrick Mahomes. I did it last week, and it's caused me to be tied with you going into this conference championship. Two thoughts, though. I pick the same as you, the 49ers, when I'm down going into the Super Bowl, and I have to pick the opposite team that you pick. So I instantly get basically the underdog for the Super Bowl. That's not true, because if the Niners are in, I think I'm picking the Niners. And if it's the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to be favored. So you might get to pick the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Might. Like, well, if it's the Rams, you're obviously going to ride with the Rams, yeah. right? If it's Ram, let's let's. I'll help you with this. I'll break it down because I've already made my picks. I can't, you know. I'm gonna. I'll just tell you what I think. 
If it's Rams, Chiefs, are you picking the Rams? Probably. I would pick the Chiefs. I'm just telling you. I would pick the Chiefs. If it's 49ers, Chiefs, I'm going to pick the 49ers. Would you pick the Chiefs? You would pick the Chiefs, yeah. I'm assuming. I'd have to at that point. If it's Bengals, 49ers, who would you pick? I would pick the, the, 49ers. the 49ers. Okay, I would pick the 49ers. And if it's Rams, Bengals, you're going to take the Rams, right? Yeah. I'm going to take the Bengals. Give me the Chiefs. You I'll, the I'll Chiefs. risk. I'll, okay. go, I'll go into the Super Bowl down one if I have to. Um, okay. I uh, score. I think it's close. I don't. I, I mean, I, I mean, my score. What was the blow- score of the regular season game that they played? It was like thirty-eight, thirty-five. It was a field goal. Yeah, it w- it was a field goal because remember they got that penalty on the one yard line and they kicked it from the one with no time. Give me thirty-five. Oh, it's thirty-five. Where yes, it does. Yeah, it's thirty-five. Touchdowns. Five touchdowns. See, I hate thirty-five because five touchdowns is just like. That's hard to get to. You have 38. <laughs> no, I know, but 38 is like you can have field goals yeah. or two-point conversions in there. Like That just means that you scored seven or five touchdowns and you kicked five extra points. Like Nothing else went differently for you. Give me 35 to 27. So that's, a, that's an eight-point game. Yep. An eight-point game. All right, that's it. So you're saying like the Bengals are gonna miss are gonna miss an extra point or something? I have well th- three touchdowns and two field goals. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that's possible too. Like, I mean, look here. Here's the the game plan for the Bengals. They have to get home with four, and Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey can't run wide open in the second. On Eli Apple, right? Like, it's the same game plan basically for anybody that plays the Chiefs. You have to get home with four, and you can't let those two guys burn you. For the Bengals to win offensively they're gonna have to protect Joe Burrow like the Kansas City pass rush was pretty good yesterday Spags was blitzing at a good rate Burrow has not been amazing against the blitz this year he's been okay he's better than most quarterbacks but he hasn't been great and I mean you're gonna have to hit the big ones with Chase and obviously yesterday we saw it the Kansas City defense will just fall down whenever you you know whenever they need to because they did several times but I just I can't get there with the Bengals. I, I think this is a really impressive year for them, but I also think they've played the two shittiest playoff teams they could have possibly played. Oh, yeah, played. easily. I mean, come on. Who wouldn't have picked them against the Raiders? And then they beat the Titans. Like, I know we picked the Titans, but we assumed that Derrick Henry was going to play, like, 50 snaps, not 20 not twenty snaps. Like, that matters. You know? The, the Titans were not a very good team without him. Yeah. Um. There's one more thing I want to talk about. We both obviously watched the Rams Bucks game. What are your thoughts on the the Eric Weddle hit towards the end of the game on fourth down unnecessary roughness, but it was after the play, so it didn't automatically st- Great great job by the officials getting the play right or getting the call right. That's what I think about yeah. that. So what if I throw like Tom Brady on fourth down throws the ball? Gets hit. Like Three seconds after after he throws the ball, that's roughing the passer. Yeah, yeah, that's the call. It's roughing the passer. It's different based on position. Yeah, and then because yeah, well I guess so because the play is still not called dead at that point. Yeah, because it'd still be unnecessary roughness if the play had been dead. It'd just be the Rams ball. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's great job by the official yeah. getting the rule right, getting see, noticing that the ball had already hit the ground by the time the play. 
great job. Like, great, I didn't know that rule. No, I didn't. Great either. job on them understanding the rule. Now, terrible job by Hockley coming out like we were on a fucking game show, kids show, and going, "Yes, there is a penalty for uh, a late or for a helmet to helmet hit." However, it was almost like you know, like he just won five hundred thousand dollars on a game show. But however, he has to answer this question first. Like, Ed Ho- Sean Hockley, Jerome Boger should not be doing playoff games. They just should not be doing them. They're terrible. They get great job by the the. Uh, the line judge to get that call right, because Hockley obviously didn't make that call. He was just announcing it. But my God, like that was a terrible announcement of that foul. Yeah. Um. I think that's it. I think we're done. Got enough covered. We got some good segments coming out of this podcast. We got way more coming in the next few. Draft stuff starts pretty soon with the Super Bowl being in three weeks. Um. Guys, as always, share the podcast with your friends. I think we're getting a lot better with this new year. New year, new us. New year, new podcast. Same old kid show. Just share it with your friends. Let us know how you guys think. We, we think a lot of people will start liking this podcast. If we can just start get a little bit more people to listen to it, we're going to start sharing it more, plugging it on our Twitters, our our Facebooks, and all that kind of stuff. Um, as always, follow us on uh, Twitter at Highly Disputed. That's Highly Disputed without the E. Um, my Twitter is still not there. I uh, made an empty promise last week to get my Twitter up and running. Just for the record, guys, I called him out about that as soon as we went off the air. I'm like, way to make an empty, empty promise. Yeah. Not going to make that a political joke, but I wanted to. I'll, I'll work on it this week. I'll try, try getting a new Twitter up and running. Uh, send us emails at HighlandSpeeded247 at gmail.com. That's HighlandSpeeded with an E that time. Questions, comments, concerns, anything on the podcast. Um, Garrett's TikTok. Well, both of our TikToks, hopefully. We'd like to incorporate TikTok with the podcast. We'd yeah. like to start doing that. Uh, so definitely go and check us out on there. Uh, my TikTok is at g.davis underscore hu underscore pod. Just make it the most I, It has to be complicated. So ever. check us out there. We're going to start posting actually sports-related stuff. Right now, my TikTok is all golf. Yeah, well, I mean, know, we'll, we'll make golf, a, a podcast TikTok, not for the both of us. Like we'll, he'll ha- we'll have a podcast TikTok, and he'll have his own. Cause I oh, won't no, post, it's all going on the same. I won't. No, we're going to have a highly undisputed TikTok page, and then you're going to have your g.davis underscore hu underscore pod TikTok for your golf stuff, and I will never post on my TikTok. If you want to go follow me, I don't have anything yeah, on my account. Yeah, we definitely need some followers. I don't have anything on my account, my solo account, but you can go follow me. It's scientific theory, uh, scientific, and then T-H-I-E-R-R-Y. I think four is after that. I don't know. It's something four something, or seven. Yeah, yeah. just uh, if you Google it, it pop up. It's me playing softball. I don't post anything. I probably will never post anything unless it's on our group TikTok or unless people want to hear what I have to say about certain things. But like we like we promised at the beginning of the year, we're gonna start incorporating a lot of more social media into our podcast. Try to try to build this thing up, make it better for the people that listen. That's all I've got. We'll see you guys next we'll week. See you guys on Championship Sunday. <laughs>